so here, here's something funny, actually. So when I was watching Labyrinth and I was like, came out in 86 and I was like, why the hell did I say we should do this? And then I was like, oh yeah, do the math, Chris. It's 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> Literally today I went, oh yeah, that's right. It's 25th anniversary, Chris. That's why you suggested we do Labyrinth. 35. Oh, 35. Yes, that's right. Math, math is, is not my strong point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, <laughs> still, right? So anyway, <laughs> yeah. so like I said, Labyrinth, release date was 1986. Okay, that's a... You no, know, it's a year like any other. Nothing mm-hmm. special. You and I were already born at that point. Yeah. We were a couple of years old at that point. It was right. directed by one of my favorites of all time, Jim Henson. This doesn't really come up a lot. I was a huge Jim Henson fan. Absolutely huge. So this is awesome. Uh, to revisit this, amazing. Oh, Screenplay yeah. was done by Terry Jones, who's uncredited. Jim Henson, Laura Phillips, Elaine May, and George Lucas. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he is also kind of a big deal. He's that guy that made that shitty trilogy in the early 2000s, isn't he? He is. He is that. Yeah. Although yeah. that Apple. is Apple. that is subjective, though. There are plenty of people that grew up with that and feel that that is the superior trilogy. It's not. But, I mean, they're entitled to their own opinions, yes. you know, which yeah. is wrong. But uh, it's all their choice and feelings and all that other stuff so it's all whatever it is what it all is. whatever um just wait for the people that tell you that the sequelogy is the greatest of all time oh those kids those yeah, kids they crazy stories by dennis lee and jim henson the cast is extensive i didn't go through all of it i actually cut it significantly i literally put too many voices and puppeteers to list you can check them out on Wikipedia or imdb.com. Wherever you look at your movie shit, that's where you can find the cast list. So, having said that, David Bowie stars as Jareth, the Goblin King. Yeah. I said Goblin King. Wikipedia said the king of all goblins. Just say Goblin King. Wikipedia? Just say Goblin King, like Jesus. Jennifer Connelly, in a very early role, stars as Sarah Williams. Yeah. Toby Froud is Toby Williams. Yeah, they didn't go ah, too far with that one. Toby is Toby. And he is Sarah's half-brother. We've got Christopher Malcolm, who is Robert, Sarah's father, and Toby's father. And we also have uh, Shelly Thompson, who is Irene, who is Toby's mom, Shelly's stepmom, or Sarah's stepmom. stepmom. Okay. Natalie Finland plays Labyrinth Fairies. So every single fairy that's in this movie is played by her. And then we get to uh, Brian Henson does Hoggle. But the actual costume of Hoggle was uh, Sherry Weiser. Ron Muick is Ludo. And the costume was Rob Mills. And then after that, it's puppeteers and voices. Uh, Frank Oz is in the movie, but it's a Jim Henson production. So there was no way Frank Oz wasn't going to be in the movie. 100%. 100%. Okay. Uh, before I get into how much I love this movie, uh, oh, spoiler. I, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I really fucking love this movie. Anyway, uh, I didn't know this, but apparently, and of course, as soon as I read it in Wikipedia, I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. It is uh, heavily influenced by Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So oh, obviously I look at it now and I go, yeah, it's like a darker modern version of Wizard of Oz. That's yep. okay. Um, but also <laughs> there was uh, very, very too many similarities to another book called Outside Over There. Okay. So much so that it almost was legally shut down. Whoa. Until Jim Henson was able to reach an agreement. And there's an actual blurb in the credits that say Jim Henson or acknowledges the similarities to the outside over or outside over there. Really? Yes. Because outside over there is a book with the premise. Nine-year-old girl, Ida has to save her baby brother from goblins. So, Okay, well, clearly her colony's older than nine in this. So uh, there's a difference. There's a difference. You're right. You're right. There is there is a difference. And uh I didn't read the book, but I don't I don't know if there was a mention of a goblin king per se, but uh what about the king of all goblins? It's yeah, yeah. Um it's kind of like soldier and terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Except in I think well yeah James Cameron's case was like he was like no I flat out ripped it off <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I made it infinitely better <laughs> yeah. which so, he did yeah because I think Sol- Soldier was like a was it a Philip K Dick short story yeah yeah it was yeah that's right that's right anyway so uh, having said all that there is nothing in this movie that I don't like same there is absolutely nothing in this movie I don't like. Uh, in fact, yes, masterpiece. Like masterpiece, hands down. I felt this the ever. second I watched it. Yeah, first time I watched it was at your place, and uh, I was blown away. I was absolutely watched, blown away. We watched this together on Government Road, and I'm pretty sure we rented it from Lebanon's. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, and then I remember rewatching it at uh, the store. Yep, we ended up rewatching it there. And uh, every time I watch this, I every time we do movies like this, I feel like it's for our sound clouders and, and our, our people that watch our camcasts and stuff are probably sick of me saying, this is one of my favorite movies and it's one of the movies that I'm going to watch again for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, that's, that's how it is. Like uh, The drawback with this one, though, is it had been so long since I watched it that I was like, why, why didn't I watch it? And I'll tell you why, because I didn't actually have the copy of it. Okay. And it's a hard one to find on streams. It is. I ended up downloading it uh, for free. Wow. Yeah. So my, my for free movies, I know, I know. I actually have quite a list of movies that I have in my phone on me all the time. It's uh, Labyrinth now. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx because I really uh, wanted to watch it, and that's a hard one to find on stream. Yeah, and then uh, all three Captain America movies. I'm not sure, naturally, not sure why, but I'm not going to argue. Yeah, and uh, four episodes of Titans season three. Oh, I forgot one more important cast member. I'm so I feel so bad. I, I Michael Moschen, Moschen, Mos Moschen. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but you know what he was? You know what he did? Shit, it's got to be Didymus. Nope. Uh, He was the crystal ball juggler. Really? Yeah. 
Well, because when he was doing the crystal ball thing, I was like, wow, David Bowie is talented because that looks incredibly hard. Like, that looks like just practice that all day, every day for six yeah. months. These days, but they no, would make you train it and, and learn no, it. No, no. They would just CGI it. Yeah, CGI, yeah. They would just CGI it. Uh, just like 90% of this movie would be CGI. There'd be no puppets at all. Exactly. Um, oh, uh, yeah. So there was that uh, budget, $25 million. And Which I was surprised. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit higher. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher. But then again, in the 80s, late 80s, that's a pretty big budget. That's a big budget. I mean, it's all puppets. I would guess most of that budget went to David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't, you know what? I don't think so. Although he did get top billing, which for me, I thought that's odd. I didn't know he was that prolific of an actor that he would get top billing, but whatever, yep. whatever. Uh, sadly, though, it, it made approximately $24 million. Yeah, that always breaks my heart. Like, oh, man. But it became, it became a cult classic. As most good movies do. I can't imagine not growing up with this movie. No, me neither. Like, you know, when I talk to other people, there's certain movies that when I talk to other people like in our age group, and I mentioned, so I mentioned like Labyrinth, uh, or Goonies, or The Goonies, I should say, uh, Ghostbusters, Superman. Mm-hmm. I mentioned those movies, and if and if you go like I haven't seen those movies, and I then I actually literally will go, oh, uh, did you watch movies? <laughs> Like it's never like, did you watch other movies? Yeah. It's did yeah. you watch movies at all? Because it doesn't sound like you did, or did your parents hate you when you were a child? Because it feels like you've been deprived. Did you watch the Dark Crystal growing up? I've never seen the Dark Crystal. Isn't that hilarious? That it is like it's either you're a fan of the Dark Crystal or you're a fan of Labyrinth. Well, here's the thing. I uh, well, I never got around to watching when I was a kid. Yeah, and now it's in that ballpark where it's actually a hard movie to find to watch. Right now, and I thought maybe Netflix would uh, put it on Netflix because the Dark Crystal show. Yeah, but of course I'm not going to watch the Dark Crystal show because I haven't seen Dark Crystal. Right, I wanted to. I really did. You know, Gremlins is another one. I ask if you watch Gremlins. uh, Never Ending Story is another one. Yep, absolutely. These are all like these are all movies where like you say like I didn't see any of these movies. I mean, I'm probably not going to talk to you anymore. There's nothing wrong with this person. If you grew up in the '80s, especially the mid, the early to mid '80s, like we did, you've seen these movies. You had to have. Like you've seen them all. You know, like like Superman was one of those movies where you don't have to be a fan of Superman or like a comic book freak to yeah. watch the movie. And go, oh my god! You know, exactly. but there's a universality to it. It's like Spider Man. There's a there's a universality to it where you don't have to you don't have to know anything about the character. I mean, obviously, most people know the bare bones of the character. But that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, you know. 100%. But anyway, so getting back to this movie, um, like. Right from the beginning, it's, you know, Jennifer Connelly in, like, garish, like, old-school Renaissance garb. And if you hadn't seen the movie before, or in a while, you go, whoa, what's going on here? Is it already? Are you already in the labyrinth? And then you find out she's just, you know. Yeah. She's just practicing. She's just cosplaying. But then, 
Yeah, just cosplaying essentially. Yeah, exactly. And then of course it just starts off, and I love that it feels like a dark fairy tale. Like it feels very much like a dark fairy tale. I also was surprised at how much it reminded me of uh, like that style of movie. It made me feel like Gremlins. Yeah. Uh, where you know there were comedy barts, and yes, this is more geared towards kids than Gremlins was. But there's that aspect where there's a couple of instances where it could be like a little scary. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, not as to the extent of Gremlins, like especially the first half of Gremlins where they start building it up and you're like, "Eh, this is actually this. Oh, Gremlins is like straight up fucking horror. I mean, that's a scary ass movie. Right until they they multiply and then it starts getting into a little bit more madcap. Yeah. Stuff like that. Until, unless you're in the same scene with Stripe and then you're like, oh, this is is a little serious here. I could get hurt. Um, but this movie, it definitely had scary aspects to it. I mean, I remember growing up laughing at Hoggle, laughing at Ludo, laughing at Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. Yeah. I mean, some <laughs> of the goblins, some of the goblins, even though they're really goofy, some of them are kind of creepy. And the idea that they could sneak into your room and kidnap you at any moment, that's horrible. Yes. Yeah, that is. That is. Um, the hand pit is scary <sighs> as fuck. The hand we, pit we talk scary. about the hand pit every time we talk about labyrinth. We, we always mention the hand, the hand pit because the hand pit is horrifyingly disturbing. Yeah. Like it's oddly disturbing that they're talking all bunch of hands and then they're talking as a mouth. Exactly. With hands. But then I was thinking like that's one of those where like the older you get, you start thinking like that's a little on the creepy side because those hands can go anywhere. It is. It's super, especially when it's a, like a young girl. You know? Exactly, exactly. Like it was right up there. It reminded me of uh, fucking the tree rape scene in Evil Dead. Oh, where you're yeah. just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's why. You know, this one is just one of those where like you get older and you just think like, ugh, dirt bags. That's the thing. Like, like back then, it was probably some little innocent thing. They thought it would be kind of cool visually, you know. But today, and it the, is through our lens today. Like, holy fuck, that's kind of creepy. It is. Uh, it's still a really cool visual. But, I mean, I like just as a kid, I, there's just something jarring about it. There's just yeah. something about it that, for me, I'm just like, no, no thanks. I just – so, you know, like, you got to watch the scene to get through the movie. You have to. But it's still just one of those, like, wow, I can't believe – and another thing, too, like, you say what you will about CGI, but this puppetry, Jim Henson puppetry, like, this stuff – is fucking timeless. The guy is a god, man. This guy, uh, he was. No, I mean, there is there is no one that will ever touch that. No, it, it's, you know what it is? It's a shame that the world has moved beyond. Yeah. It's because a Brian Henson, Brian Henson continued it. So the Hensons, you know, yeah. and, and uh, Sesame Street still kept going on strong. It's just unfortunate that this, we've moved beyond that where, we we're no longer mystified by it or we're no longer enamored with it. It's like claymation or stop motion. Those are two mediums that I, I still, I love, yep. but we're beyond it now. I'm pretty sure Brian Henson has a restricted film coming up. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I think I recall seeing a trailer. <laughs> a rated for- R Brian Henson puppet movie. Like yeah. this has got to be better than the the happy time murders or whatever that fucking thing was. Well, maybe that's what I'm fucking thinking of. Probably, you I'm might, probably thinking about that because that was an R-rated movie. It was, but was that Henson? It was, yeah. It was, eh? Okay. It was Brian, yeah. 
I never even the happy watching. time murders. Yeah. Okay. So that is what I'm thinking about. It was, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about something totally different. Okay. I didn't even watch that. And I, I was like, either. I was like an R rated Brian Henson movie. I should be all over this. And then they put Melissa McCarthy in it. And I was like, you know what? I don't hate Melissa McCarthy, but I, when I, I did the same thing, I was like, I'm not, I can't. I just, uh, no. There's some movies where her shtick works really well, and then there's some movies where I'm like, no. So getting back to uh, so the puppetry. So the special effects are incredible, but it's not even just the special effects are incredible. It's the uh, the thought process that goes into the – so the design of the goblins, mm-hmm. they're all distinct and unique, and yet they all look like goblins. Okay? Absolutely. But then you get later on you when you meet uh, Hoggle. Mm-hmm. You know, which is hilarious. He seemed just pissing in a swamp. <laughs> and then spraying berries until they die. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hoggle. I love him so much. Hoggle's great. Hoggle's such a great character. He's just like, he, like, he doesn't want to hurt her at all. All he wants to do is help her. But he's torn because he's got an agreement with, uh, you know, uh, Jareth. Yeah. <laughs> And then ultimately he helps her like all the way through. And you're just like, oh, this is great. like when he calls her, when she calls her, her friend and he's just like, wait, what? No, not your friend. Not your yeah. friend. And then of course you're like, yeah, you're her friend. But so that level of design is incredible. But then you look at uh, Ludo. Ludo is incredible. Ludo is an awesome character in general. And I'm glad I that they, oh. they, they did it. But then you look at, uh, the set pieces you look at even just the fucking door knockers yeah you got one and it's it all makes sense he can't talk because the door knockers in his mouth the other yep. one can't hear because it's in his ears you know um the bog of eternal stench hilarious how it oh, looks like i will forever falling. love the bog of eternal stench that whole scene Maybe the kid, and it still makes me giggle. <laughs> Never mind. Every step across the rocks is a fart noise. And then the dog goes across. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> oh my God, that's so great. But uh, even like, so, and they all introduce all these characters, and they're all great, and they're all unique on their own. I mean, um, oh, I just forgot their names. We just, uh, the two dogs. Um, Oh, Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. Yes, yeah, Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. It was like, are you? Soon and I, I saw Sir, Di- Sir Didymus. I was like, yes. Oh, yes. I love I- Didymus. When Didymus fights Ludo. Oh my God, it's so great. And then he's like, you know what? No one's ever fought me to a standstill. So let us join up together and fight as brothers. And then the best part is, they're like, they go across. And he's like, no, I can't let you cross. And they're just <laughs> like, well, like, what do we have to do? You have to get my permission. And they're just like. Okay, well, can we, can have, your we <laughs> have your permission? And he's just like, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, all right then. Okay, great. You know. Oh, man. And I love Ambrosius. Ambrosius looks like my dog. <laughs> exactly. Like Ambrosius looks exactly like your dog. Yeah. Right before a haircut. Right before. So that's perfect. But that's also, I think it's literally the same dog from Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's exactly the same from Fraggle Rock, which was perfect. But uh, but even like all these other things. So like the fact that Ludo can call rocks. Yeah. Was really cool. And just like that whole 
old school Renaissance castle vibe that they had. The maze is incredible. The goblin castle is incredible. That weird like steps everywhere. Awesome. So cool. I mean, it's uh, it's a movie that you could tell there was a lot of care put into this. A lot of care and a lot of love put into this. Lots of love. And it's so, even though, I mean, apparently ideas were copied, but it's it's so original in what it does. Like when she's using her lipstick to put arrows on the ground and the tiles go like this and flip over. Yeah. <laughs> just, what is wrong with this place? You know? Exactly. But, uh, but the level of thought that they put into it too. Yeah. You know? Um, it, it's just one of those where you're like, like, sometimes i look at it and i go like i i do say i do feel like there's a lot of times there's too much cgi yeah right like so i like as an example when you're watching uh you're watching lord of the rings and i know there's like we joke about how it's a movie and they just walk and they just walk and they just walk but you know peter jackson made a point of showing you the distance that these guys were traveling so you've got these long, wide shots and extended long shots of them walking across the New Zealand uh, uh, mountain area. Mm-hmm. And it looks incredible, but it also looks real, right? Like, and I mean, yeah. every year CGI gets better and better and better, but I, I'm, well, okay, to be fair, there's in the level where I'm freaked out by it. And that's that face app bullshit. Oh, Yeah. You know, where like you can have a video and then scan Snoop Dogg's face and then it's right in that video. That's scary shit. That is some scary like Big Brother shit. I don't know why. I know why they got it out there because they want to be able to do this kind of stuff. But that freaks me out. But but regardless, I don't think CGI is ever going to get to a point where I'm going to go. Yeah, that looks real. It it, no, I hope it doesn't. Even even like the best of the best for CGI, like you know. Okay, so we watched the Suicide Squad last week. King Shark looked amazing. I was talking about his scales and everything. Yeah, but you could still tell it's a, a computer generated character besides real people. Exactly, Starro you know? looked absolutely incredible. Yeah, he looked exactly like he should look, but you knew it was fake. Yeah, I mean, Godzilla versus Kong probably the best CG I've ever seen. Oh yeah, ooh yeah, Ooh. Like, Oof. that looks pretty real at times. And I mean, all, all the Godzilla movies actually, and Kong too. Kong yeah. looked really good in Skull Island. Uh, really, really good in Skull Island. Really, but good. he also, but he looked fucking phenomenal in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, and Godzilla has never looked terrible. Even like even the the first Godzilla, Godzilla two thousand. Even that one with the the special effects back then looked incredible. It still looks really good now. It's just not the design I would have chosen for Godzilla. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I there's we're getting to the point where some CG looks looks real to a degree. Like Game of Thrones, the dragons looked real in that to me. It was insane. But oh, the, oh, the dinosaurs in uh, Jurassic Park looked incredible. Or yeah, Jurassic World. I mean, Jurassic World. Wow. Like wow. that player ending with the Dominus and the T-Rex and, and Blue. Wow. Like, that yeah. gives, me, gives me chills every time. The but entire I see ending this. of Avengers Endgame. But 
yeah. at the same yeah. time, as awesome as those are, I feel like they don't have that magic that something like Labyrinth has. There's like this real magical feel to it. Yes, exactly. You know there's I mean? a, I would actually, I would say something, it's like, uh, there's a tangibleness to it. Yes. Because yes. you know that, like, there's scenes where Jennifer Connelly is physically pushing uh, Hoggle out of the way to get ahead of him. Yeah. Because she's trying to find uh, Sir Didivis. You know, and like that's something that you wouldn't see in a CGI movie because they would just edit around that. They wouldn't actually physically show that. Right. In, in their minds, there'd be no need. Right. Because yeah. they would CGI it so that he wouldn't be in the way. Right. Right. So there's things like that. You Like, you, you know, that if she wanted to, she could physically punch every single one of the goblins and actually you in live action, you would see them foam for uh form around her fist because of the nature of the puppets right yeah um every year every year i'm gonna sound older and older because i'm gonna be like back in my day movies were real <laughs> movies had like puppets and makeup and things like that and i mean yeah you know what some of the movies don't hold up as well but a lot of them do and a lot of like i'll spider-man 2 Okay, 2002, Spider-Man 2 came out, and everybody seems to forget that Raimi movies were shot almost sandwich CGI scenes. So there'd be CGI, and then there'd be a live-action scene. CGI, live-action. Go back and watch the fight scene with Dr. Octopus and Spider-Man from start to finish, and you will see a lot of live-action stuff in there. And even shots that you're like, that's live-action? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And that's incredible. And I mean, you could say, well, it's the limitations and all this and that and the other thing. Or you could say, well, that director said, well, I want live action. Yeah. I want it to look more real. With the scenes that absolutely have to be CGI, perfect. We'll do that. Yeah. And I, I think uh, it's becoming to, it's almost like a get out of jail free card. Doesn't matter what it looks like because we'll just CGI it. We'll uh, clean it up and post. I mean, yeah. hell, they CGI over Spider-Man in his costume. Yeah. When realistically, the only thing that should be CGI'd is his eyes so that they can do the winking thing. Because yeah. I've seen the masks where it's a full mask and it's just his eyes. CGI that shit and I'm fine. Yeah. Give yeah. me more live action scenes of that costume instead of CGI stuff. Like uh, in uh, Far From Home at the end where he's asking Happy and Aunt May what's going on. He's in the suit live action. So they don't do that CGI overlay. Looks immaculate. Yeah. It looks so good. But anyway, I digress. Getting back to this movie, I don't really have too much more to say other than it's a classic, so if you haven't seen it, see it, okay? Mm -hmm. Even if you have to accidentally download it for free. I intentionally did it. <laughs> I, fuck, I just did it. But now that's on the list where I actually have to find a physical copy so that I can watch it whenever I want. And I don't have to CGI, or I don't have to watch it from my phone, Yeah. right? So I, maybe I I'll love, just wait. I, like, Labyrinth is a movie I've owned on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K. I have every fucking one. It's one of those few, few, few titles that I will buy no matter what the format. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's going to have to be for me. Yeah. Because it's too good. It's too fucking good. Like, it's, uh, 
it is that perfect like dark fairy tale that the Hensons like to mine. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Although it, it is interesting, you said at the beginning that you either like dark crystal or you like labyrinth. I find that to be an interesting concept. It is right because I mean, like I growing up, I never watched dark crystal, and then when I got to high school, I would hear like, "Oh, you never watched dark crystal?" I'm like, "I no, what is it?" Oh, Jim Henson, and I was like, "Oh, I watched labyrinth." They're like, "Oh, labyrinth? No, dark crystal is what you got to watch." And it was just like, why is it one or the other? Like, it's this oh yeah, well that's. That's because uh, we, as a society, have to divide. We have to. We have. We to. have. We have to be you able to look down on somebody or yes. gate, right? Mm. So, like, cool. you can sit there. Like, the second you go, uh, "Oh, I like, I like punk music," then you get somebody that goes, "Oh yeah, do you listen to this band?" <laughs> you like, uh, well, I've kind of, you know, I've heard a couple of songs. I'm like, mm, you don't listen to punk, then? Yeah, you know. I remember the first time I caught that and it was uh, this guy was like that street punk looking dude. And uh, I had mentioned, I, I can't even remember how the conversation started, but I mentioned that I liked punk and he goes, uh, Oh yeah. Do you like the sex pistols? And I said, uh, not really. I, you know, like I, I thought God say the queen's an all right song, but not really. And then he was like, you don't really <laughs> listen to punk. And I was like, oh, okay. And I listed some of the bands. I was like, oh, but like I, I listened to Lagwagon and No Effects and Green Day. And he's like, <laughs> you know, and the best part is, is uh, the jokes on that fucker because the Sex Pistols is a shitty band. They're a shitty punk band. Also, they were completely put together. They were a Backstreet Band before the Backstreet Boys. They didn't come together naturally. Because of their shared love of music. No, they came together because there was a look that this producer wanted. They were willing to do it and they could play music relatively because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. I don't, I don't, <laughs> punk, whatever. But yeah. So I think that's what it is. It's just one of those like, oh. It's, it's so yeah. ridiculous. So ridiculous. Exactly. Although I do, I do have to watch Dark Crystal. I absolutely have to because. It's like it's it's in my wheelhouse, so it's weird that I haven't. You know, like it's almost too weird that I haven't seen it. I've watched Dark Crystal once, and it was so long ago I don't even remember what it was about. And so, like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it, especially because the the Netflix show looks amazing, even though yes. it was can, even though it was canceled. <laughs> I honestly, I was surprised I'm they made be. it. Yeah, I was surprised they made it. Really, yeah. It was one of those things like, why didn't you just make a sequel, like a, a movie? Like, you do a TV series cancellation. I don't know. Yeah. But it looks great. It looks great. So I definitely want to watch Dark Crystal sometime. But Labyrinth, man, I could watch this movie two, three times a year. Yeah, it was. Memorize. I was watching this, and I was kicking myself. I got to remember. I've been watching it for so long. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this, boom, 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 boom. Like... As soon as the titles came on, I was like, in swoops the owl, in hits to Bowie singing. Owls flying around. It's beautiful. The music. only thing that I forgot about this movie uh, was that it was a musical. I completely forgot. So when I first started watching it and Bowie singing, I was like, oh, right. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. It is a musical. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Uh, long story short, Geek Pantsers, watch this movie. 100%. If you haven't, why not? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, like, watch it again. Celebrate its 35th anniversary. In that's stuff. right. That's right. And also, you know what? I'm going to do a little gatekeeping myself. Check ooh, this out. Check ooh. this out. You ready? Okay, ready? get it. You can't call yourself a geek pantser if you haven't watched Labyrinth. Gauntlet has been dropped, geek pantsers. Watch Holy this movie. Shit. But all jokes aside, watch the movie because it's really good. The critics savaged the movie. Yeah. Critics savaged the movie. It didn't make its budget. Didn't even come close to making its budget. I no. mean, yeah, it says approximately 24 million, but that's most of it was overseas. And yeah. most of it was like the following year after it had been out. So it had been out long enough that they were like, there's no way, like even at 24 million with marketing costs, there's yeah. no way. There's no, no. way. No. Um, and every once in a while you hear talk about a, a sequel coming out. In fact, the director of Doctor Strange 2 was in talks for doing a sequel. He's the most recent director attached to a sequel to Labyrinth. Doctor Strange 2 or Doctor Strange? Oh, it might have been Doctor Strange. Might have been Doctor Strange. Might have been Scott Derrickson. Sam Raimi. No, sorry, it was Scott Derrickson. That's correct. Not Sam Raimi. Okay. It was Sam Raimi. I was did Sam Raimi. That's right. Because I keep I forgot I forget. I keep forgetting that he's uh, directing the second one. Which is ridiculous. So now I'm like remembering it. Oh yeah, that's right. That is another reason why you want to see this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Scott Derrickson doing this—that'd be great. That'd be great. But, but he has to do it with Brian Henson. He's got to keep the puppets, keep CG to a very minimum. Very. Oh God, yeah. Obviously, it's going to have CG. Landscapes will probably be CG, but you got to have the puppetry. You hundred percent. But have even to. then, I'm I'm looking at it like, so they did this with twenty five million. Yeah. Give them fifty million, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, I mean, let's say it's fifty million for inflation, right? Yeah, adjusted for inflation. Let's say it's fifty million. You give them fifty million and do it in puppets and set pieces like they used to do. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna do CGI, like literally so minimal that I go like this, I go, oh, that's CGI. Yeah. Oh, that's a good compliment. Instead of me going like, oh, they actually used a puppet. They used one whole puppet in this whole movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So. Uh, yeah. I watch this movie. That's it. Just watch this movie. Perfectly said. <laughs> Followed immediately by. Once again, Geek Pantsers, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You have no idea what it means to us. Uh, well, you, if you watch us or listen to us, you know because we tell you like every couple yeah. of weeks we tell you how much it means yeah. to us. But it's true. We do. We really we love it. We appreciate the support. Appreciate the, the likes. We appreciate any comments. You guys don't really leave much for comments. But whenever you do, you will be heard and we will respond. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, as always, you can see Ken and I on our Geek Pants Camcast, which shows up pretty much every two weeks, uh, pretty much on Clockwork, and that's mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can see us again with clips on you, uh, Twitter. You can see us on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, you know what? I was doing so well. You're doing so you know. good. It was but smooth. that's fine. 
that's fine. You can you still see us on Instagram. You can hear us on all the podcasts, every single one of the, all of the podcasts, but mostly SoundCloud, Google, and Apple podcasts. You can see us on uh, geekfansmedia.com. You can see us. You can definitely see us. Yeah. That's about it. We're there. That's about it. That's it. That's it. All right, Ken. All right, Chris. This is Ken saying, come on in. Meet the missus. Have a spot of tea. Hey, hey, there you go. There you go. The, you know, wall's right ahead of you. Yeah, the way. Don't go that way. <laughs> she would have went that way. She would have went straight to the castle. 